your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto and the people at rockauto.com. So, the Avalanche, as I'm recording this, just finished a 2-1 to overtime victory over the Arizona Coyotes, and I don't know how to feel about it. <clears throat> of course, you're happy that the Avalanche won, uh, but it was a struggle and a dogfight the entire time, and it shouldn't have been. I guess you have to give some credit to Arizona, but uh, is there some things that the Avalanche could have done differently to kind of really pull away in this game. I don't know. Let's discuss. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. On Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Everything about this game looked to favor the Avs. And... In the end, it will be remembered as you know an avalanche win, uh, an overtime win. They gain two points. They keep their standing in the standings. But uh, you know, people who follow this team day in and day out and know kind of like the struggles that they're going through, uh, this game kind of just really amplified them to the effect of. You know, when are things going to start going the avalanche way in terms of, you know, you got 46 shots on goal today and another 20 blocks by the Coyotes. So you're upwards of 70 shots in total. And, you know, you won two to one in overtime and things, you know, this got this game got off to a great start for Colorado. Brandon Saad scored a minute and a half in, and you could tell this team was ready to go, and I think a lot of that had to do with Nathan McKinnon, who was flying around in the beginning, and I think the team fed off of that. I think they were were using his return as motivation to, you know, let's start this thing off on the right foot, and you couldn't ask for, for a better start with the Saad goal. And, you know, for the remaining time of this game, save for the Gabe Landeskog overtime winner with there was about 30 seconds left in overtime, uh, the Avalanche could not break through uh, anti-Ranta. You know, a lot of it goes uh, to his credit when you face that many shots on goal. You know, you have to give that goalie credit. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say like, man, you know, the avalanche weren't getting good looks. They were getting fantastic looks and it just, you, you start watching this game. And like I said, the way that it started, you felt really good. And then as the game went on and 
eventually in the second, late in the second, Tyler Pitlick, who played a excellent game for Arizona, gets a goal towards the end of the second. And and that I want to say even before that, I would say like halfway through the, the second period, when the Avalanche is still up only one to nothing, it starts to get into the back of your head like... Are they not going to get another one? Like, is this going to be a dogfight? Is this going to be a one to nothing where Grubauer needs to bail them out again? And, uh, you know, or, or is this going to go the route of Arizona is going to get some garbage goal and maybe get a second garbage goal in regulation or a garbage goal in overtime and get the two points here? Those things start creeping into your head. And then late in the second, when Pitlick scores, they're at the forefront of your head. And you're like, oh, man, like, it, it's one of those nights. You can, you could feel the air getting, and the excitement getting sucked out of that game. You, you didn't even have to be in that arena, and you weren't, because you can't be. Uh, you could just watch it on television. Not that they started playing different. They still had high energy, but it did go down a, a a little bit. It was not the same energy as the beginning of the game. So did it start creeping into their heads? God, I hope not. And thank God they came away with the win for this one. Because if they didn't, you throw your hands up in the air and say, like, is this this is going to be this type of season, isn't it? We or we're going to have to grind out each and every game this year. You have been. These games haven't been easy, and and really they shouldn't be. You know, ho- hockey is a uh, it's a tough sport. There's a lot of parity, uh, but y- you would you would like to see an opposing goalie just have an off night for once. It doesn't seem to happen. I'm not saying I want this to be a walk in the park, but man, like they're they're, they're trying. They are putting in their Best effort. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got. It's a great effort. I can't sit here and say what their best effort is, but uh, it, it's a damn good effort. And you know, they only had one goal to show for it in regulation. Uh, so is it is it frustrating to them? I'm sure it is. I'm I'm anxious to hear kind of how they talk about this. I'm anxious to hear what Jared Bednar says. Uh, Gabe Landeskog was interviewed right after the game. He was in good spirits, obviously. He scored scored the game winner, gave credit to Ranta. And, but, you know, deep in his head, he's got to be thinking, like, man, it, it, it should have been easier tonight. It really should have been. Because Arizona played the game that they wanted to play. That is how Arizona played. Arizona had 14 shots on goal in both games. They had three shots on goal in the first period alone. And if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I put up after the first period, Arizona, three shots on goal. It was Gabe Landeskog had five, Nathan McKinnon had four, and Ryan Graves had three. Three Avalanche players matched individually what Arizona had for shots on goal in the first but that's how Arizona plays. They will lull you to sleep 
and they will ice the puck and they will clamp down on defense even when they're losing one to nothing and hope to get a goal. They will keep it close and it has luck would have it. They get a goal and then they amp it up towards the end and they were doing that. And then they start doing the best that they can on their offense and they have some offensive players. They're not an offensive juggernaut, but they attack uh, strategically and at the right time. I don't think they, they're not the type of thing that can sustain that for a full 60 minutes. They play defense, 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 keep the score low. Uh, And that's weird saying that for a team again, like the Avalanche that got as many shots on goal. Like they play with fire against a team like the Avalanche. The Avalanche easily just scored six goals in this game. And if that were to happen, Arizona would have said, well, you know, we, we still played our game and we just ran into a better team. But when they catch a hot streak with a goalie, uh, this is their game. Get a goal when we can get one. And then if it's tied late, throw some pressure on and maybe we can get a late one and escape with another win. And it almost happened. They had a breakaway late and the puck was kind of rolling. I can't, I think, I think it was Chitrin who had it on his stick, I believe, but it was rolling a little bit of a breakaway and the abs lucked out. So we'll dive into this more, uh, in the next couple segment segments, but, um, yeah, I, I'm happy the avalanche won, of course, but, frustrating frustrating game that's two frustrating games in a row against arizona all right let's hear from our friends over at betonline.ag it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but of course the nba college basketball and our nhl are in full swing bet online even covers award shows television shows and reality tv real-time updated odds on and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right. So what what are kind of the things that the Avalanche need to work on without a doubt power play uh it's it's O for five and they switched they switched it up a little bit uh with how they have their power play units they had burkowski in on the first power play put him on the wing that nathan mckinnon typically occupies and put mckinnon in the center spot and I like that move. I think Nathan McKinnon need needs a, a change of scenery when it comes to the power play. And I think being right there, and he wasn't like net front. He was maybe more up a little bit more, uh, maybe even above the dots a little bit. But he, right off the bat, the very first power play, which was their best power play, um, he got a couple a really good look within the you know the first twenty seconds. Uh, so much so he threw his head up in the air because he had missed, not an open net, but uh, he missed wildly. And I th- I think 
who knows if they'll go with that going forward when you go oh for five you you it's tough to say like oh we're gonna stick with that but that is you know it's the first game that they've tried this and i like it i do like it i think that puts him in a better spot where he can see uh when, when you're on the wing you can see all of the action you know nothing is really behind you but what that does is people are going to focus in on Nathan McKinnon. So when he is in the center, that kind of makes people that, that, that will open up the wings a little bit more. And if you can have guys like Rantanen, who's, who has a great shot from the wing and Burakovsky, who has a great shot from the wing, if they're kind of, you know, uh, collapsing into the center on McKinnon, that will open up the wings and those guys just have to produce and those guys just have to, uh, you know, put a puck home. So I, I, I like the strategy. Um, I would really like to see the strategy enacted when Makar comes back because th- there's no doubt they're missing him on the power play. No doubt at all. And, you know, the the, the second unit, you know, they really kind of, they, they struggled as much as the first unit did. I liked the first power play. And after that first power play went off, um, I thought, you know, if we're able to get more tonight, uh, I feel pretty good about it. And it was nothing. 0 for 5. And that's your game. If you can get one on the power play, if you have five power plays and you can put home two, you're comfortable. And this game is over. So I think they are definitely, definitely going to look at that. going forward, which I'm sure they have been all along. So uh, as far as Arizona goes, 0 for 2 for them. So Avalanche, and the Avalanche look good on the penalty kill again. Again, and Tyson Jost, he's kind of the leader on that penalty kill. Um, even drew a penalty, lost his stick, or the stick was slashed, and, you know, got the puck out of the zone, and then, you know, penalty was called on Arizona. So he's he's great on the power play. Um, individual player-wise, Logan O'Connor is is awesome, and his hustle is is like Matt Calvert version 2.0. So he, you know, there's there's some players and him and uh, Jacob McDonald are the two guys that stick out to me that that kind of say like it's going to be if this team was ever 100. percent Those are tough decisions that the coaching staff are going to have to make. Um, O'Connor didn't play a, a, a ton of minutes just about 11 and a half. But when he's out there, it's noticeable. He's flying everywhere. And I'll never forget what, uh, when I had Connor McGahey on and we were talking about him, he goes, you know, see, so he wears number 25, but something, and he's looking like Nathan McKinnon because he is cruising and he's everywhere. Uh, so I really, I really like what he can bring to the team, the, the energy and the hustle to the team. Um, I thought Nachuskin played another good game. He's had a really good opportunity in overtime. Um, but it seemed in the beginning that he got caught from behind, but I don't think that was the case. I think the puck kind of rolled on him a little bit. But that was like their first opportunity in overtime, and it could have been him again, which would have been fantastic. Um, I thought Kadri had a, an off game. He It just seemed like, he, like his skates weren't sharpened or something. Like he was – falling all over the place. He was blowing tires all over the place. Uh, but but you could tell he was, like, trying to work. for the. You could tell he knew he was off 
but was doing his best to work through it. So it wasn't like one of those games where he's just like, ah, screw it, today's not my day, and went just went through the motions. Uh, you could tell it was a frustrating day for him, but uh, he was working his butt off. On the defensive end, um, again, you had Taves and Gerard. Gerard was 30 seconds shy from hitting 30 minutes. Taves was at 28 and a half. Um, you got Greg Pattern in there who, again, just may, has some mental lapses on defense and, you know, a, a poorly timed check, which should have been routine, and an Arizona player got by him and almost put home a goal. So he's a liability, but somehow he played more minutes than um, than Dan Rainoff. Somehow, some way, I, I don't know. But um, y- when he's out there, you just hope he doesn't make a major mistake. And he came close a couple of times tonight. So, st- and, and even McDonald, he he didn't have his best game either. But uh, a couple bad turnovers for him. But I, I still like the way he plays, and he still plays hard, and he still gets shots on goal. Four shots on goal for him, ten shots on goal for Nathan McKinnon. He was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And you could tell uh, it, kind of what I was saying for yesterday's show, how he's going to come back. He's seen this, what the team's going through in a bird's-eye view, and he's going to come back and hit the ice runner, and that's exactly what he did. Just couldn't get on the score sheet, which I'm not too worried about because you know he's going to. But, man, he was everywhere. But it did look like he started to slow down a little bit as the game went on. It looked like everybody did because it looked like they just didn't want to make the the move that would get Arizona another goal and lose this game. So everybody kind of in the halfway through the third kind of just made sure they were in the right spots. Nobody make a dumb move. And uh, we'll, we'll just, you know, if we can get a run or something, an odd man rush and take advantage of that, we will. If not, stay in your lane and we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll go to overtime. And that's exactly what happened. So overall, like I said in the beginning, a frustrating night. But uh, the abs come away with the win and that's what you kind of have to remember. And if you if you had this type of win coming off of games that you you have been winning uh, convincingly, you would be okay with this. But like I said, I think everybody had the same view and experience I did when you were thinking in the first couple minutes of this game, all right, this is going to be a good night. Nathan McKinnon's back. Saad scored in the first minute and a half. Uh, Let's go. And then as each minute ticked off the clock, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they tie it. And, you know, admit it. I, I do want to know from people what was going through your head. Let me know. Email me. Let me. What was going through your head as this game was going on? Was it, here we go again. Here's another loss. Here's another goalie going against the Avalanche that's just playing out of their mind. And we're going to lose this thing. It crossed my mind. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Just be, like I said, the way that the team's been playing. Uh, it, But... That is the sign of a good team. Even when things are going against you, uh, you still keep the pressure on as best you can and get an extra point. And I didn't even like the shot that uh, excuse me that Landeskog took in overtime. Uh, you know, you, when in overtime you're looking for as good a shot as you can get. Three on three, you should get some good looks. 
uh, the shot was through a lot of traffic, believe it or not, for three on three. Um, and it and he picked the right spot. That's why he's playing in the NHL and I'm not. And that's why he's the captain of a team and I'm not. So, all right, where do the abs go from here? We're going to take a look at their schedule. We'll take a look at the standings because um, it's it's we're coming up on the halfway point. Next week sometime is the halfway point. So, uh, And we know the avalanche schedule for this month is tough, but we'll take a look at who they're going up against and how those teams are doing and where the abs stand right now in the standings. But we are going to hear from our friends over at rockauto.com. The family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tan lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so the Avalanche will have Thursday off and uh, looking ahead for uh, what's left of this week and next week. Uh, all you know, all of next week is home. They have four games next week, um, all at home. So including you know the three games that they had this week, two against Arizona. They play Friday uh, against the Kings. That carries over into next week. So Friday and Sunday versus the Kings, and these are every other day. Then they do a one-game series against the Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday, and then two against Minnesota. So every other day the Avalanche are playing uh, for the remainder of this week and into next week all at home. So the standings right now, uh, Vegas is still in first. They have lost two in a row, however. They are uh, 16, six and one. They are 33 points, one point ahead of St. Louis, who has two overtime losses in a row. Uh, and they are one point ahead of Minnesota who has won the last two. They have 30 and there's Colorado at four. So from Vegas to Colorado, you got 33, 32, 31, 30. So it's a tight race and and you know who the avalanche are playing on friday and on sunday are the kings uh the kings are right behind colorado two points behind them so this is a a tight division uh and arizona is right there too arizona is tied with the kings right now the only ones who are you know looking up are anaheim and san jose um so Everybody else is still in this thing. And as, you know, up and down as the Avalanche have been playing, they're three points out of first. Vegas does have a game in hand on them. Uh, and they are two points behind St. Louis, and they have two games in hand against St. Louis. Uh, same amount of games played as Minnesota, who in Minnesota is one point ahead of them. 
So this is everything. Like they're not even the, with the way that they've been playing, they're not so far behind. And you know that you you have to keep thinking that they are going to hit some stride at some point. The point differential for them, or the goal differential for the Avalanche, is second in the division. They're still a plus thirteen, believe it or not, a plus thirteen with as tough as it is for them to score goals. Uh, when you win eight to nothing early in the season, that does help. Vegas is running away with that point differential at uh, plus twenty two. They're, let's see, they have 73 goals. Uh, St. Louis has the most at 83. And Colorado's right there at 72. So, yeah, like when you, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, they're, they're not playing the best hockey, but their not best hockey has got them three points out of first place right now. But it's a very important two-game series against Los Angeles. And, you know, Los Angeles is coming in looking to – to take both of those. If they take both of those, they leapfrog you. Uh, Colorado clearly wants to take both of them. If they split, Colorado's happy with that because you know the way you entered that series is the way you're exiting. But you want to win them both, clearly, especially when you're at home. And then the one game against Anaheim, which is next week. So, you, you, you again, you, you look at this. When you look at the standings, you think, okay, Everything is not as bad as it could be. But on the flip side, the Avalanche do need to start playing better. You can't just look at this and say, like, oh, they're they're in it. They are. Um, but is the way that they're playing um, really making you feel good right now? In a way, yes. Like, the way that they played yesterday, they, they played a fantastic game yesterday. And like I said, they should have won that game uh, by a blowout. And even the first game against Arizona outplayed them there as well. But on the flip side, that's concerning. Why are you playing so well, but you can't just complete the deal? That's what needs to get figured out. And, you know, you're playing a lot of hockey right now. So hopefully they figure it out. So that will be it for today, everybody. You can breathe. The Avalanche won. That's all that matters. When you look back and you look at the standings or you look at the schedule for the season, you will see a W next to this game in overtime, no less, but uh, a a W nonetheless. So every time they win, you think maybe this will be the start of a, a nice little win streak. And that's what we have. We have one in a row right now. So keep that going against the Kings. That will be it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every day. It is always appreciated, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay safe. Here's Chovy. Go, Abs, go!